the edgelord who blackballed the villain before the DM could do the same to us. Hi everyone, All Things D&D is back with another story. Sometimes DMs should just write a novel instead of trying to run a game for players. But this DM got what was coming to him from a most unexpected place. Listen to this glorious tale of edgelord versus edgelord with an amazing ending. For a while, I'd wanted to get into D&D, but didn't know exactly where to start. At the time, I wasn't very internet savvy, and I didn't know a lot of people that played it. Eventually, however, I found a game store with a DM that hosted sessions and seemed to be recently open. I brought my friend Drew along and we rolled up our characters with a couple of other new guys. Our hopes were high, as the DM proclaimed himself to be a master story crafter with countless awe-inspiring characters and arcs. I rolled a tiefling bard named Prudence, who I intended to play as a sort of con artist with a heart of gold. Drew rolled up a half-elf paladin named Alan Enoch. The other players were a gnome sorceress, a halfling cleric, and a half-orc monk. Me, Drew, and the other players quickly got along, and the session started with us all meeting in a tavern. At the time, I wasn't quite aware of how cliche this was, but whatever. Maybe the DM wanted us to have a simple, straightforward, bright adventure, since we were new to D&D. This turned out to not be the case. Instead, our adventure consisted of trudging through a grimdark, semi-noir-style story, where we had to deal with things like mob wars, murdered NPCs, and a lot of sex and racism. I don't even think we even got to leave the city. We weren't exactly comfortable with this setting, but figured that was just sort of the price of admission. DM's the dungeon master, and that means he's our master, I guessed, and kind of just went along with things, hoping they would get better. They, uh, did not. Our first real quest dealt with a crew of goblin smugglers that we tracked to an old shipyard. We charged into their hideout, and immediately all went down in two rounds, as the goblins all cast lightning bolt. The only reason it took a second turn is because Monk stopped himself from charging through the door, right after Alan went down. Enter Kane, an NPC rogue slash paladin slash wizard slash something to save us, single-handedly killing all the goblins with ease, casting Spare the Dying on us, and blowing up the ship we were to target, which was loaded with all the contraband. The DM described all of this in extensive detail for over five minutes, while we just lay there barely alive, unable to do anything. I'm pretty sure he also described the parts our characters weren't even there to see. The session wrapped up with Kane berating the party for such carelessness in the pursuit of justice, and we escaped back to our base at the inn. We only got half the payment because some mysterious figure who delivered the head of the goblin captain and collected the bounty. After that session, I asked the DM if that encounter was even balanced for us, and he seemed to take offense to this, because he went into a long lecture about the goblins and how they seemed to exploit a bunch of homebrew and metagaming factors that made them all insanely powerful, but there's still just that challenge rating. I was a little annoyed, but took it in stride. Okay, I figured, maybe we're supposed to take a more stealthy tactical approach, and this super guy is just meant to represent how powerful we were to become in the end. Or maybe he's supposed to act like a simple safety net. If only I had realized sooner. We met again, and this time we tried to stealth our way around the hideout of a bunch of thieves. After a heist to catch them unawares. The DM abruptly tells us to roll for initiative. We apparently all just got caught with no chance or save. Immediately we're beaten down by a bunch of thieves that were just as broken as his goblins. And again, Kane came in to save the day. The DM gave a very lengthy, detailed, and enthusiastic description of him tearing apart the thieves, saving us and talking down to us like we were dumb children. 
Monk weakly asked who he was, and he just continued to monologue about essentially how cool he was, and how foolish we were, etc., not giving any detail as to who he was, or why he was saving us. Instead, just going on about how beautiful and wretched this city was, and how much of a lone crusader he was, and blah, blah, blah. In addition, Kane seemed to curse like a sailor, with his favorite word being goddamn. Basically, imagine The Punisher mixed with Batman written by Frank Miller, specifically modern Miller. Yet again, we were sent back to base to only pick up half the reward, and a penalty to our experience. This went on repeatedly, while in the city, many NPCs told us legends of this mysterious vigilante Kane, whom all the criminal underworld feared, and how he once punched out the Demogorgon or something. For so many NPCs we had to work with, they seemed to all fit so few archetypes, the grizzled old man, the sultry bad girl, and the streetwise punk kid, all of which were snarky and insulting to the party the whole way through. It wasn't very long into this campaign where I tried to work with the DM to make these encounters easier. We weren't having fun getting stomped so quickly, and then having his NPC bail us out every time. He countered basically by going into how awesome he was, though, and how tragic his backstory supposedly was, and how we were all supposed to be so enthralled by this righteous crusader. I asked if we could leave the city, and he dismissed it, saying we'd be hunted down and murdered by a cabal of demons. I just asked for some fights that we could win without help, and that would be all we'd need. DM said he understood and would fix things. Next session, we were killing rats in a sewer. Not dire rats, just regular rats that seemed unnaturally hostile, partially due to our target, a mad druid. After dealing with the rats, the druid revealed himself, wild-shaped into a giant spider boar thing, and wiped the floor with us. Kane came, saved us, did his thing, and left. At this point, some of the other players were getting actively frustrated and complained about nothing having changed. The DM complained back that he gave us that free encounter that was little more than us stomping on rats. That should have been enough. No, it was not. And the monk's player argued that we came here to have an adventure, with satisfying combat and story, and so far we'd just been acting as an audience for his DM NPC's solo story. Every time we got close to the boss, we'd get stomped and Kane would take the spotlight. Every mystery that went on for too long, we'd arrive with Kane having already gotten there first and taken care of everything. Why are we even here? Monk asked. Because you should want to do good things as heroes, the DM replied. And what have we managed to do? Monk asked. You fought crime and witchcraft. We have, and lost, every single time. Then you basically take the story for yourself and act like we're not even here. I didn't come here to hear about the adventures you wrote up for yourself. I came here to play an adventure. Monk was nearly shouting. After this argument, we took a hiatus of a couple of months. When we came back together, Monk's player was unable to join us, due to a new job he had to work. So we got another new player to join us instead. They rolled up a half-drow rogue named Droog. First impressions weren't the best. All right, introduce your character in the tavern, the DM said. He sits quietly in a dark corner, looking at a piece of paper. He doesn't say anything upon seeing you. DM's eyes visibly narrowed, and a sour expression was visible on his face. Fabulous. We now have an edgelord party member in the campaign that's nothing but edge. Can't wait to see how he reacts upon being out-edged by the uber-cool Kane. One of the few things that kept this campaign going was the RP between us. Cleric and Sorceress were a charming pair that formed an adorable little romance as the two players gradually started to date each other. Monk and Drew played as phenomenal rivals, always trying to outdo each other, while still working together. Me and Drew were like a typical buddy cop duo, with me being the wacky trickster and him being the honorable warrior that still got his jokes. In fact, Drew played Alun great himself, 
able to balance a thirst for vengeance, being an oath of vengeance paladin, and righteousness, without being so preachy or inflexible with the group, and displayed great depth with it. And now we have an edgelord whose character barely responds beyond, he looks at you with apathy but understanding, and gives you a nod. He glances your way before sternly shaking his head, or maybe saying a sentence of about five words or less. However, remarkably, he seemed to play all right, not murdering any guards, creeping on NPCs, nor stealing anything we didn't need. He just didn't RP much, so it seemed. I felt a little bored with him, but tolerated him. Shortly into our session with the new guy, we find the dead, mutilated body of the half-orc monk, hung from a tree with a message directed at us. We were on the case. Now it was personal, and Alan filled in Droog as to what was going on. We followed the trail to the hideout of the boss, a Goliath wizard that was the right hand of the BBEG, who had stolen a rare set of silver pearls that had magical properties. What's more, he was the one that killed the monk, and even tortured and killed a major character from Alan's backstory, as he told Droog. He even shared a picture the DM made. We rolled initiative, and immediately four of us were caught by a hold person spell. I gave a frustrated look at the DM, who looked excited for something special to come. He began to monologue through the wizard to us, about how Alan was so weak and helpless, while he defiled his sister. However, Droog was still active, and ran at him with his dagger. He casts heat metal on the rogue, the DM said. What? But he's already casting hold person on us. He's a war caster and can cast another spell, while maintaining concentration for it, he said with a satisfied expression. Droog failed his con save, and thus had to drop his dagger, after taking the damage, while still running at him sliding between his legs. Your hand is badly burned and hot to the touch. What do you do before he crushes you? The DM asked. Droog's players stared down at the map, then to his character sheet, then to the wizard's pick, his eyes darting between them, with a worried expression on his face, but also hinting at an idea in his head. At this point, I wasn't paying much attention, because I was expecting Kane to save us again and steal the show like always. Droog's player said, I... I grab his balls. Huh, make a dexterity check. DM snorted out a laugh. 19. Huh, well, alright, you got a hold of him. Now all you've got is your pitiful bonus action. Tell me, what do you do? I squeeze his testicles as hard as I can. I use a strength check, right? Wh what The room was silent for a solid minute. The DM thought Droog was grabbing for the stolen pearls, but now he instead had his hands around jewels even more precious to the wizard. The DM started to flip through his notes, and the book frantically, trying to find a loophole. The wizard wasn't wearing armor, just a kilt secured by his belt. But there was no such thing. This wasn't for damage, this wasn't for theft, this was simply going to hurt. Um, make a strength check. And there we received a miracle from on high. Not from the DM's NPC flexing, but from the D&D gods themselves. Natural 20. The DM was horrified and scrambled to counter. I, I, he rolls a constitution save. Natural 1. There truly are D&D gods. The DM curtly states that the wizard has lost concentration on all of the spells. Next turn, a Lun charges head on, rolling to attack, as we all moved into fight with everything we had. I kicked the hot dagger to his spellbook. The sorceress used Mage Hand to place the hot metal over the book, and the cleric drove it right through the book with his warhammer. Droog was not letting go no matter what, while Alan plunged his sword into the wizard's face. In two rounds, Alan had inflicted the finishing blow, and his sister and friend had been avenged. DM's face was bright red as he watched us defeat this boss. Droog finally decided to roleplay a bit even. Droog finally let go, got back up to his feet, wiping his hand off on the wizard's kilt and dusting off his hat. It's done, but how it was done never leaves this room. We all started laughing at what had just happened, all except for the DM. We only stopped when he started screaming at us. 
You ruined my scene. You ruined everything. You were supposed to be beaten and saved by Kane. He was his BBEG. Hey, he was mine too, Drew said. Yeah, and this time we actually got to beat him, I said triumphantly. The DM went into a long rant about how Kane was supposed to kill him because the wizard had murdered his family, burned down his hometown and sold him into slavery when he was a baby. We all just started laughing harder. The campaign ended after that, and the DM never wanted to play with us again, but that moment will be one I will always cherish as my first glorious victory in D&D. In the follow-up, we became friends with Droog's player and invited him to play with Monk's player as well. And just as it so happened, he'd become a DM himself. Sometimes you have to grab life by the balls, or in this case, an evil wizard. The DM got what was coming to him, and that was a glorious ending. Please let us know what you think and comment below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Our videos are posted every Tuesday and Friday, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.